Hello. I don't have an intro. We need to have an intro where we all say who we are and what the hell we're doing. I mean, sure, but we're here. Do you want to go youngest to oldest for introductions? Sure. Hey, everybody. We're the we're the brothers Harding. All three of us. And I am oh. the youngest. I'm the kid. My name's Mike. Welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm the middle Harding. Matt. Oh, the enthusiasm. Hi, I'm the oldest Harding. And and my name's Jason. And welcome to Har Har Har, a show that we don't we don't we don't know yet. It, this is just something what we're doing. Because my brothers move far away and I miss them terribly. Well, we I miss you both too. And Aww. you know what? Hey, Jason, you know what? And Matt, we've been on so many adventures together, and this is just a continuation of that adventure, all right? We've spread out uh all the way across the West Coast, and that's the best coast. And and uh we're the best of the West, so yeah, here I need we to are. To Washington, so we can get all three of the coastal, the Pacific West states. Because technically, both you and I are still in California. Matt's in Oregon, so if I go to Washington, then we'll dominate the West Coast as far as cis white brothers doing a podcast. <laughs> we're we're like the sheens of podcasting. Okay, I I call uh oh shit Martin, I got okay. the good one. I'm I'm uh, Emilio. That'll be uh, that's who I'm gonna be. Oh yeah, I'll be I'll You're be Carlos Estevez, who is Charlie Sheen. There you go. That is his real name. The show does have a premise. We've all three of us have brought topics that we want to talk about, and we're gonna talk about them, and then the show will be over, and you'll go ho ho. I really enjoyed those Harding brothers. I hope they do another one, and we will, whether you liked it or not. So yay, the Harding brothers. The Harding. Hello, I'm the oldest. Harding, inventor of the telephone. That's what I am. <laughs> this is really, I mean, really, this D&D is just, podcast. Uh, yeah, we're not doing a D&D podcast yet. Maybe for me, we're, the only we're audience the I, I have for this, uh, the only goal for audience I have for this is just showing this to our dad and, and trying to horrify him as much as we can <laughs> with our secret lives <laughs> oh, and our no, double lives. Of, and our... All of my sons, what are they doing? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he'll want to be on this show eventually. Oh, sure. That'll that's when the topics will get real risky. Is when, that's uh, right. Is that's when, when dad we, comes on. That's when we grill him about his Air Force career. That's when we really put the spurs to him. What did you really do? <laughs> <laughs> So we brought topics. Who wants to go first? Youngest uh, oh. to oldest. Hmm? Oh, oldest. Okay. Or cool. youngest to oldest or oldest to youngest. Two okay. <laughs> oldest to youngest. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> okay, Matt. Okay. Uh, you know what, Matt? You had you had to go second, so you get to go first. What? Yeah, okay. that's how it goes. All right. My topic was I wanted to do I wanted to do a every one of us picks an author, a novelist specifically, okay. and we do a death match of all their characters. <laughs> who who would win if they got all their characters from their books how would that play out okay okay i think i got mine i got mine do you have yours it'll, it'll okay. be great yeah <laughs> Matt, what's your yours? I want to hear what you guys bring first because I have a couple. I'm, I'm waiting, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. Okay. Well, mine is um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. No, no, no. I take that back. It's Edgar Rice Burroughs because then I get, I get the uh, Barsoomians. I get the uh, John Car, your John Carter from Mars. I get freaking Tarzan who does travel to Mars in that book series. I mean, Burroughs created like the first non-cinematic universe i guess it is like tarzan met john carter i don't yeah explain that but i mean i get the the four-armed tusks um martians i get a whole bunch of kick-ass awesome guys so that's mine i went with the late and the great ernest hemingway (laughs) we're gonna murder you Those characters were built to die. They have accepted, <laughs> most of those characters have, have accepted death a long time ago. They reflect the author. <laughs> like... But think about it this way. If you're not afraid of death, then you might have a leg up in a death match. So, okay, uh, fine. So are you making Ernest Hemingway himself the person that's fighting? Or is there he, a He could be in character? there too, but I'm talking okay. about like, you know, the old man in the sea and like, you know, some other things, so. Oh, help us from an old man in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing this a lot like a Tekken game, like the old arcade or like uh, the Marvel superheroes as the versus game. You know, the stand up console, you select Ernest oh, Hemingway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Ernest old man in a boat. He's this buff guy with the beard and he's got a dead albatross that he hits people with. And, and uh, <laughs> he, he has a super attack where he pulls a fishing line and it, it was a swordfish, wasn't it? What was he fighting to get, you know, oh, man, man in the sea? It was a swordfish, I think. Yeah. 
I'll have to look it up again. It's been it's been ages since I've read his books. I there's some short stories that I, I'm referencing specifically uh, of his that uh, I thought would be of interest. So. Okay. Okay. So I was gonna pick uh, Edgar Allan Poe, but uh, I'm not going to since Mike's kind of got that covered with the with the. Because uh, <laughs> I was gonna fight with a bird and like a books. <laughs> So I'm going to pick right. uh, Lovecraft. Oh, you son of a bitch. You <laughs> went for the big guns. I went for the big guns. It was either him or Stephen King would be the big guns. I think probably I'll go with, with Lovecraft. Ugh. Yeah, Stephen King would be also be a big pull because then you could pull It and mm-hmm. uh, Cujo. And anything. That, that little kid it from really... Firestarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carrie. Oh, geez, yeah. I thought I was making a good choice. I'm changing mine to Moby Dick, and I'm pulling the whale. There we go. <laughs> you get Captain Ahab right, so, in there. I should go oh, with yeah. my favorite, which is H.G. Wells. Then I would have the Martian War Machines, some dude that can time travel, you know, some, like, choice skills. But I'll stick with mine, to be fair. So how are we going to figure out who's going to win in a death fight? I mean, we just uh, well uh, yelling at Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, okay, so I guess it'd be like uh, we could do it kind of like uh, um, uh, like we'll we'll do it kind of like uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, like you're you're talking about. Right. We, we pick, each pick three three characters that you would have fight each other, and uh, what, what do you think would happen in in those fights? Okay. 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 I have yeah, I have a twenty sided die right here in my hand. I could just roll it. We could roll die to see who wins. It wouldn't yeah. be fair. I mean, we'd have to handicap. Uh, we'd have to handicap Mike's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he'd need like a, a minus 10 for every throw if he's fighting up against Cthulhu. Oh, well, let's even let's cripple that even more. He'd have to roll. <laughs> he'd have to roll really good if he's fighting Cthulhu. But I, ha- I think I have mine picked. OK, I do, too. OK, Matt. Well, yeah, I'm going Cthulhu first, obviously. Oh, God, we're never going to win. I have no one in my repertoire that can beat him. I don't think <laughs> he's as big as a mountain. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I I wasn't messing around at this one, yeah. Okay, I gotta see it. Okay. <laughs> Mike, throw your champion out in front of Cthulhu and see if he wins. Okay, so is it, am I just naming one champion right now? Yes. Okay, yeah. so there there's a story by Ernest Hemingway where this safari hunter gets stuck in a hole and he's lamenting the fact that he got married because the moment he got married, and of course he blames it on his wife because that's sure. how Ernest Hemingway was. Because that's uh, what you do. He blames his wife on him getting out of shape and like fat and lazy and like mm. bad at hunting. <laughs> and so the whole thing is him about to die and he's stuck in this hole and what? Whilst trying to safari hunt, and that's that's my first character is uh, this are safari hunter already dead, stuck in a hole. <laughs> are we creating alt lit in real time? This could be like a published short story of <laughs> Ernest Hemingway having a freaking existential crisis as Cthulhu comes to just kill him. <laughs> this guy has that's a gun. Awesome. He has a gun. If something comes at him, he can shoot at it. You know what? Cthulhu's biggest weakness: being yeah. shot with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> or hit with a boat. Remember, that's how they sent him back into the ocean. Yeah, Someone I guess that's hit true. him with a boat. a boat. Yeah. Hey, he's got a boat. Poor old man from the sea. He's got a boat. He could throw that swordfish at him. <laughs> he's old, so he's experienced. He's probably right. seen some shit. Yeah, he has. That's true. I mean, probably Cthulhu dealt with is the, uh, really old. Has <laughs> it's true. He's called an old one. So it's kind of like it's implied in his name. He's probably, yeah, how old is he supposed to be? Thousands of years old? Uh, at least. Like, I mean, he's been going through <laughs> the old man of the sea. I mean, Cthulhu's been going through space for what? Like a million years? I'll look this yeah. He's, and then he, he's old. And he's just been sleeping. Yeah. Right. Like any old man, he spends most of his time asleep. So, but he, this is awake. Wait, now we have to define that. Is this awake Cthulhu or sleeping Cthulhu? Oh. Do we have to go into Riley, the city, and then accidentally wake him up? Hmm. What is that well, called? I guess, all right. So what's this? What's the, where, where are we fighting this fight? Is this fight happening in the hole? Or like, <laughs> is, the, is the guy in the hole? Is that where we're deciding? Yeah, wait a minute. Is, is, is he in like this gigantic... Cthulhu-sized hole, and okay. Cthulhu's in there with him. Do we have a pit to, to match these two guys? It's it's not a it's okay. How about we how about we go with this? So it's out in uh it's it's out in um uh the plains, right? It's out yeah. in the open plains. The flyover ha- states. Fuck it. <laughs> you you <laughs> have this hunter that's stuck in a hole, and he has a rifle, and then mm-hmm. charging at him now is C- Cthulhu, but he may or may not be uh tired. We need to decide. Well. <laughs> 
I mean, Cthulhu doesn't charge people. You know what I'm saying? Like he's that's, yeah. That's out of that's out of character for Cthulhu. You know. So to draw is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I no, guess. I think. I, I mean, I, there's no way just, that this old man is defeating Cthulhu. No matter how fast Cthulhu moves, he's, well, so like Cthulhu would be calling to this guy, right? Or he'd be like messing with his mind. But this guy's stuck in a hole, so he can't even go and and find Cthulhu, right? Like oh, I'm guessing so that's now we have mind yeah. powers to contend with. Is <laughs> <laughs> wait, so Jason, you it, need a. Is this going to be just a two way fight, or do, are you going to throw someone in there too? No, I'll throw some, I fight the winner. Guess who it's going to be? I don't have <laughs> you figure out okay. a way to kill him. I well, let me let me pose a, a scenario here. Okay, so I would say that if if Cthulhu's not charging this guy, and yeah. this guy's stuck in a hole, and and this is really like a Marvel versus Capcom esque game. <laughs> picturing the screen right now <laughs> then i feel like the timer would run out <laughs> and when the timer runs out that means that the safari hunter is dead that's what oh. happens when when the timer runs out if you're playing as as the hunter guy y- yeah I, I i i've decided it's gonna be the hunter okay so you just die then winner cthulhu winner cthulhu yeah okay you die in a hole this is gonna yeah. happen anyway whether cthulhu was there or not <laughs> but hey, either cthulhu it was gonna tear your looks- mind apart with his psychic powers or he was just gonna squish you but maybe cthulhu <laughs> goes through some sort of emotional journey watching this hunter i don't think he's on his so. last leg this hunter's I mean, like cthulhu man like cthulhu's like, like hey have, man like, don't emotional... regret your life you know so maybe cthulhu goes into the next match you know with with his whole life plan uh you know re reconfigured but anyways uh who who uh which one of jason's uh characters is he fighting now okay <clears throat> I have a caveat. We need to move this fight to Mars. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cthulhu's, you know, mobile. mobile. Yeah, he's, he's got space. wings. He's got Earth somehow. Okay, so uh, he's going to fight the all of the Green Martians, the four-armed, oh, led by, jointly by Tars Tarkas and, um, and John Carter. And you have to remember, John Carter is Superman on Mars. On Mars, right. He's so super an army strong. of people. That's fair, can, I think. He can practically fly. Is he powered by the yellow sun? Or no, he's not. Else? This is just because when he wrote the books, he he figured that uh, Martian gravity was less than Earth's, mm-hmm. and so just by that alone, he's super strong and he can he can practically. I mean, remember originally Superman just jumped really far. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and so it's the same thing with John Carter. John Carter can run and jump. He can run faster. He's stronger. He can jump super far. So he's basically it's like a reverse super Superman. Okay, but he's only one guy. He's the only human. So mm-hmm. I'm throwing Tarzan. Really? I'm throwing Tarzan in there, too, because Tarzan does travel to Mars. And so Tarzan's there, too, and he's got the same super strength and superpowers as John Carter. So now you have two Supermans and the entire the entire uh, Martian army against him. So you're you're bringing his entire catalog is what you're doing. And I'm bringing everybody. I'm bringing every every princess that ever needed to be saved. All the um, the red people (laughs) of Mars are coming. Fuck, we'll get the we'll get the the see through skeleton people from Jupiter if I need to bring them too. Okay. um. I and we're talking every- William Defoe, uh, Tars Targus. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the only one, isn't he? I don't remember too many other people playing Tars Targus. That's true. Okay, but also every, all of their flying ships, every one of their guns, all their swords. Oh my god, it's not gonna work. He's still gonna. It's fucking Cthulhu. Yeah, he chose well. Okay, I'm switching. I'm switching my book <laughs> to the Bible. <laughs> I pick God. I pick God. <laughs> no, I will agree to the terms i chose i chose i did i should have done i should have done love bible well you know look i'll I'll give it to you i'll give you this right like if you bring an entire army you bring you bring uh john carter you bring tarzan um i think they have a pretty good chance to kill honestly maybe a lot of them are gonna die you know like most of them but do you think there'll be enough surviving after they kill and chop up and eat Cthulhu. There'll be enough there to spread that around and continue with the society, or will they be so broken after fighting Cthulhu? Because remember, he does have psychic powers. This is how I think it would play out, right? Okay. I think that, let's say he lands on Mars, right? Cthulhu lands mm-hmm. on Mars, and the whole planet mobilizes against them, right? John Carter right. even does, like, a last desperate move where he, like, pulls a warrior from time or whatever, and it's Tarzan. <laughs> Tarzan's like Superman. You got the right. white apes, you got, you got everything oh, on Mars. Attacking, attacking them, right? You got everything. Um, I think they're gonna. I think. I think a lot of them will die. Tars Tarkas is definitely dead. Um, <laughs> but he's like a side. You know, he's like the, you know the best friend character. Like he's dead. Yeah, you know? he's got to die, and then 
John Carter gets all fucked up and he starts ripping tentacles off all over the place. There's also yeah. one other thing. If we do move it to Mars, there's no ocean. Right, no ocean. He's, no ocean. Cthulhu's going to start drying out. Yeah, he's tired from the flight, you know. He's, he's, one Barsoomian uh, sandstorm and he's fucked up. He's not, in, he's not in good shape. They could yeah. kill him like the rats killed Starro in the Suicide Squad. Oh, right. man. That was ugly, yeah. That yeah, uh, was real gross. I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> It just looked really painful, but uh, sure. yeah. So I'll happy. give you that that they probably they they probably would win, but I think it would be a sad ending. I think I think there would be a giant hole created in this fight mm-hmm. somehow, and John Carter would be stuck in the hole contemplating his life until he dies. No, we I go, think we John Carter it. would turn his skeleton into his own palace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. He'd live in the skull. That's where his throne would be, and then he could have his bestie Tarzan show up every once in a while. Mm. So I won. Sure, but what are you gonna Yay. do for the other three fights? They're all. I, don't I mean, know. they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: you have a pantheon. I mean, in in the pantheon of Lovecraftian horrors, Cthulhu is like maybe mid tier. Right. There are things worse than him, right? Yes. Whose very his presence, family or whatever. Yeah, his very their very presence kills people. So at so, this point, I think we should concede to your choice because we don't. Because who does who does who does Mike have? Who's left? <laughs> well, you know, you know, what's interesting is you brought up the Bible. Sure. And my first thought was like, uh, if I was to pick Bible characters, right? There's Judas, who's like really good at making friends, but then betraying them. Sure. And I figured, you know, uh, you pair so he's up, become uh, like a Loki character in your. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd pair up, uh, you know, if I was to use Judas to uh, fight against, uh, you know, one of these beasts mm-hmm. or armies or whatever, it's like he'd make really good friends with them and then he'd just like find some way to, you know. You could throw Noah in there, give <laughs> him give him control of animals, he could control animals. Whoa, 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 whoa. Noah couldn't actually control animals though, could he? He just said like know. convincing. I'm saying There's... we should be able to take some artistic license with these characters. There was that Aronofsky uh, <laughs> Noah's Ark film, right? The one with they, the rock monsters they had the rock monsters in there man you know oh, they, yeah. could some, uh, they could do some fucking damage you know uh, are we allowed to swear on on uh on you this? just did it like five times okay <laughs> yes of course you're allowed to swear i don't believe in children's content on my channel okay <laughs> you hear that kids go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> I hope you and your parents are listening to this going, oh boy, let me let me listen. Podcast productions finally producing something for us. I hope you die, kids. I hope you I hope you die. <laughs> I hope your parents tell me when so I can laugh at you. How about that? You should not be listening to this at this point, children. You really shouldn't. I uh, children, I do not endorse this message, just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember like what age I was when I finally understood what like what mortality was, you know? Like what age is a is a kid when they when they finally like understand like what mortality is? The I first think it's time you seven. kill yeah. The first time you kill someone, seven. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's seven. Yeah. I think I mean I think officially it's seven because uh there's this whole thing about advertisements, right? And what age you can you can try to target with your advertisements. And oh, seven yeah. the age of seven was when uh the government or whatever decided that that's the age where you start to actually discern reality from uh, uh, from fiction and understand you know life and death and all that stuff a little bit better than than uh, than before that makes sense also, in, oh, in Catholic religions is also the age where you can start committing sins up until that age you can't whatever you do it's chalked up to the fact that you don't know enough to oh, know better but after that after the age of seven if you do any sins then you have to go you know you have to go do jail yeah you go to jail <laughs> Well, because there's like that, you know, camp. back in the 90s, you know, there was uh, there was X-Men and then there was Batman the Animated Series, right? Sure. And Batman the Animated Series was Y7. And they had like all kinds of Tommy guns and knives and explosions and shit, you sure. know, but like X-Men. They weren't allowed to punch each other, though, in that. Yeah. They, they weren't allowed to that, punch though. each other. When he went over to CW, that's when things changed. That was all Fox right. Kids. Right. Fox Kids came down and said, here's, there's a, I have the, the art of Batman the Animated Series and one of the uh, artists drew 
a single frame of everything that they could not do <laughs> in, on the show. And it was Batman punching Catwoman out a window while she was being shot. And it was like all the stuff they literally could not do on the show. And they cut it. If you'll notice, he will swing punches, but they'll put a flash of white mm-hmm. and then show yeah. someone falling over. But what they couldn't show is his fist making contact with someone's face. That was right. The, so they came, they got, they got around it. They produced a fantastic show despite those limitations. Um, and then they did the movie, which was awesome. Oh yeah, the Fan movie. Mm-hmm. Had a bunch of blood and stuff, you know, teeth we're, falling out. We're at 36 minutes and we, uh, we're not even done with these guys fighting yet. I choose Batman now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, so I think we figure like, out the fight. We can move on to the next topic. Batman wins. Let's <laughs> I mean, all at disagree. The end of it, at the end of it, Matt won. He won the minute he said Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because even if John Carter and then beat Cthulhu, his family's showing up. Seeing, yeah, seeing family's John like... Carter hanging out in his skull, and they're, you know, that's the end of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's that right okay so what is mike what is your topic oh man well here's the thing all right the world today needs a miracle they need to remember what miracles were and back in 1993 the world got a miracle or should i say a jum miracle i'm talking about one of my favorite bands jamiroquai have you guys heard of jamiroquai yes i remember jamiroquai i don't even know if there's much to talk about but you know wild card here's jamiroquai <laughs> Can we go back to the to the literary characters fighting Jamiroquai? Should oh, I just he would burn, win. Burn off, burn off. What I know about Jamiroquai is he had a video where he was dancing on like a on and a, the floor. Yeah, that's yeah, what I remember. On a floor that was moving or whatever, and he wore a hat. Yeah, funny he was hat, wearing like a furry. Hat. He was like wearing a furry Lincoln hat, and it, the yeah. floor, the room was moving, but he wasn't because. It was a clever video. Yeah, I have that's, every, what, that's what I know. I have yeah, every Jamiroquai album. Do you? I do. Do they call you and thank you? You really <laughs> thank you, man. But here's the thing that people don't really know about Jamiroquai is the early stuff is all about like, you know, like uh, society and like, you know, social, you know, social injustice and like all this other stuff. And then like right around 1997 or like right, right around when Virtual Insanity came out, it just switched to just, hey, let's dance. Everybody dance. And then uh, the rest so of the sold out. Was about Dan, <laughs> yeah. He sold so this, out. Are we talking about the the, arti- uh, the artistic integrity of Jamiroquai and and yeah. what he did to become popular was to sell sell his sell out his best. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, isn't so... that the music? This is an indictment of the music industry because we know in order to become famous and make money, you have to sell out your integrity in order to do that, right? More so back then than now, because the music industry now is uh, very very different from. I mean, now the music industry industry is literally strictly just sellouts like yeah i thought the music industry now is just kids on tiktok making making music no they don't make the music they just dance to it or (laughs) lip sync to it I mean, I haven't heard a good song, a popular song that I liked. Maybe I'm old. I'm probably, I am old. But I haven't heard, I mean, music was like good in the 90s. Oh, hell yeah. It was, it was still good. And even into the aughts, there were still some good songs coming out. that were. But right now, every popular song that I hear sounds exactly like the last song that I heard. Right? I don't know. I, there's stuff I like. And there's stuff I like that, that that comes out of TikTok, actually. There's um this one song called Cradles or whatever. I forget who, who makes it, but um he's like a kid. He's like a mm. he was like a high schooler who made made the song cradles so it was pretty good i like wood kid Who's i like them um if you look it up on youtube they have a video called run boy run which is fantastic it's a fantastic video but it's also really great music and they're kind of hard to define so it's not like they're going to be charting anytime soon but i mean it's weird we've entered a world where you can be youtube famous yeah well yeah and you know what's interesting and and i mean correct me if i'm wrong but it's like okay there's that term alternative right mm-hmm. and and I feel like it's like all alternative now, which is cool. That's what I mean. Yes. It's, it's sort of like, uh, uh, you know, whatever the, the the back half of the 70s going into the 80s. I felt like alternative was actually alternative. And then into the 90s, alternative became this term for what was then pop music. Yeah. Going into the aughts, it was that kind of that way, too. But now I feel like alternative is literally stuff you just find, you know, not a par- not a part of the top 40, not a part of like big by accident. Corporate. Yeah. Something yeah. You know, it's to you or something stuff you find on youtube or whatever right yeah it's It's because people can make they can make and like record really professionally sounding stuff just from the room you know right but it's also i think makes a big difference the robots say hey i noticed you listen to a lot of cat stevens and then they make the (laughs) suggestion 
based on what other people who listen to Cat Stevens listen to. Right? The algorithms. The algorithms. I thought uh, you were going to say they would suggest cat videos because you listen to Cat Stevens. <laughs> they, and just take the I, wish and... that <laughs> I wish it worked that way. Hey, I noticed you listen a lot to The Cure. Hey, we're, we're sending you over to this hospital that's doing investigative research into Alzheimer's. <laughs> well, now that we're talking about this, my phone is going to be recommending all of these artists to me for, for a while now. <laughs> Uh, oh, you like Jane's Addiction? Well, we can find a clinic for you. No, <laughs> I just like Jane's Addiction. Can you stop it? <laughs> Jane's and Addiction, so, man. That and here's the album? most worrisome. The most worrisome part of that: so many bands in the 1990s were named after cum, like Pearl Jam, and I can't. I, there's a whole list of them. <laughs> when I found out what Pearl Jam was, I was like, "Ugh, I can't believe I like their music at any point." Well, what's so weird about that is like, I don't, I don't. Peg Eddie Vedder as being someone I mean maybe he didn't come up with the name I don't know maybe it was like the bassist cracking a joke or something but like <laughs> just the subject material and like the lyrics and stuff it doesn't seem like they are the type of folks that would make a band that. name that is a, a euphemism for cum right like <laughs> But there's the, I'm gonna find I'm looking this up because I know I'm not wrong. What were you going to say? Oh boy, my search uh, Google's gonna love this search. <laughs> Band names <laughs> based on semen. Based on see it better not autocomplete. It better not autocomplete. Yeah, I hope you like this topic, Dad. Listening to this out there. <laughs> Well, I mean, what band names? Oh, boy, there's more than one. Oh, God. Really? I mean, what, Dad? What, Steely Dan came no from? No way. Steely Steely Dan? Dan. No, no, no. Steely Dan came from a novel. Okay. I was say, I was... Steely Dan is a euphemism for, for, for semen. <laughs> uh, <sighs> anyways, you know... <laughs> I just want to say, with Jamiroquai... Is that um, his name? What does Jamiroquai mean? <laughs> Yeah, okay, what does so, that mean? Is that okay. a, is that a euphemism for cum? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a real brief synopsis here. So their, their singer's name is J.K. And he got signed to a label and then he put together a band called Jamiroquai. And uh, he's from, where is he from? He's from Britain? Yeah, he's from Britain. Got signed to Sony. Uh, and the name Jamiroquai is just uh, a silly little insensitive play on uh, the Iroquois uh, indigenous tribe mixed with the word jam. And that's Jamiroquai. Okay. Um, I have, you guys... Okay, so I looked it up, and there's a couple of them. There's one called 10cc, oh, which is, I opposed, is opposed, supposedly the amount of ejaculated or, orgasm. Do you remember their song, their big hmm? No, I don't remember their big song. What was it? Uh-oh, he's frozen. Everybody's frozen. I, I can, I'm, I'm there we problem. go. Okay, cool. We'll just wait for Mike to come back. He's probably screaming into a microphone. So when this happens during the show, everybody, we're just going to keep talking until one of them can come back. Hopefully well, he can. When I was in high school, yeah. uh, it was the worst period of music, I think, in history of of the world. Uh, well, but sorry, I got kicked off. That's okay. When when I was in high school was probably the, the worst his, the worst period of, of musical history. I think. Oh God. Uh, I was born in Limp Bizkit and um, stained <laughs> and uh, God smacked. Saliva, bro. It doesn't get it doesn't it does not get worse than that era. I don't think uh, in music really it really doesn't you know from as, as far as like uh, <laughs> uh, band names and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like 1998 to 2002. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel was the death of uh, of a lot of great things in, in <laughs> like music. What? Like what? Uh, well, because that was like new metal. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, sometimes that's a guilty pleasure of mine is like revisiting some new metal stuff. But like, mm -hmm. uh, and then after that came in emo. And then that was it. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like, it, you it know what's just, funny is going back, going back and listening to stuff like My Chemical Romance and stuff. I actually think they're pretty good. Like, I didn't like them at the time um, mm -hmm. at all. But uh, now, I don't know if it's because I'm older or whatnot, but some of their stuff is good. If you say so. Yeah, I'm awkward silence leave that awkward <laughs> silence in there don't, I only don't know let your program hits. cut that out <sighs> um, oh here's no. here's here's a band named after semen and it's not from the 1990s or the aughts the lovin spoonful oh boy does yeah. that change your i didn't realize that's what that was <laughs> yes wow you hear that dad Gross. you're a bunch of perverts dad you didn't even know it <laughs> 
what with your steely dans and your yelling spoonfuls. They, we you know, know what the song Afternoon Delight is about. It's about people fucking in the afternoon. That's what that's about. <laughs> if we're talking about the 70s, there's plenty of uh, there, there's plenty to mine there of, uh, you know, sexual innuendos and stuff. It's just the vernacular was different, right? Sure. Yeah. Tell uh, yourself whatever you need to stay sane. That's fine. <laughs> Spoonful. Ugh, I did not know that. <laughs> A loving spoonful, see? Yeah. Not a hate hate filled spoonful, I guess, is the is the alternate to that. I'm gonna hate orgasm into this spoon. <laughs> 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 like uh, uh, Billy Idol's song, topic number White, three, <laughs> White Wedding, wasn't that a, mm. something to do with jizz? My, or was my, that cocaine? Which one was that? White Wedding. No, that was about his sister getting married. Yeah, that was about his sister getting married. Dancing was by it, myself was, was about masturbating. Oh, okay. okay. No, it wasn't. No, it's not. I, so I watched. So Mike for um for one of my birthdays, Mike got me a Billy Idol behind the scenes like or behind the music uh documentary thing, and mm-hmm. he talks about what all those songs were, and and they are surprisingly um very shallow so so uh white wedding's best sister get married uh rebel yell is because he saw somebody drinking someone in a different band was drinking uh a bottle of, of rebel yell uh, dancing with myself was he went to tokyo or uh, japan and he was uh going to like a concert and there was a kid in the audience just dancing with themselves and so he wrote dancing with myself okay. um, observational songwriting yeah pretty much yeah he just yeah observational songwriting so like all these like deep meanings because I, I used to think that they were about all that stuff too unless he made up unless he completely made up the reasons later because he wanted Look, a different reason but. since i was a freshman in high school dancing by myself has been about masturbation and i don't care what <laughs> billy idol says <laughs> fair, I, enough, fair enough i met him for one second i met him for literally one billy second. idol yeah is he sh- is he short uh well he was sitting down oh okay uh when i first moved to la and i was unemployed and i had all this time uh he he came out with a new album and he was doing like a little like show and and autograph sign at uh, Amoeba. But it was one of those things where you don't talk to him. You, there's just a line and he you walk by him and he signs stuff, right? But when I stood in front of him, I just I just stood there until he looked up at me. And then I was like, okay, and now I now I can leave. And then I left. So was this like an artist alley, but at Amoeba? Like uh, they yeah, they used to do that. Didn't they? Yeah, I mean you just buy his new album and then he signs it. Uh it was just him. So Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know, he was going to be the uh the T one thousand originally. Oh, I would have loved it. In T2, yeah. But he got in a motorcycle accident and couldn't do it. Oh, man. It would have been fantastic. Yeah. He's just so full of charisma, you know? Is he? I, he's a grandpa now, I bet. Is he? Oh, yeah. He's, he's got to be a grandpa now. Oh, yeah, he he's got to be. You know, the Rolling Stones are like great grandpas. <laughs> Oh, dude, Mick Jagger, I think just his girlfriend, who's like my age or something, like she just had a baby. So he's like a, a new father and Again? a new grandfather and a new great grandfather. I'm sure he's like all those things at once. You know, right? his his baby factory is is shooting out deformities left and right at this point. I, I fear for that child. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's he's just he's doing what every Mick Jagger should and he's spreading his seed, you know. OK, whatever, Mick. Building his he's... kingdom. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Giving him Topic his number three, spoon. guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is all about you, Mary It all folds back <laughs> in There's not much to mine when it comes to I think about we've Jamiroquai. both demonstrated, both of your brothers have demonstrated clearly that the only thing that we remember about Jamiroquai is that fucking music video where he wore a fuzzy hat. Well, yeah. let me tell you cool something. Hat. The reason why he wears those big hats is because he's insecure about his looks. Oh. So there okay. you go. I do Wait, miss what's it. going on here? Are you trying? Did you buy the rights to? some of his songs or something was, was happening he bought no, his i'm just saying you know, you know a week from now when you're having lunch with someone uh, or something you're going to be in a conversation and suddenly jamiroquai is going to come up and you're going to have a talking point about how yeah i'm you know what's you know what about jamiroquai my brother has a weird fucking obsession about jamiroquai <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I agree. Yeah, topic number three is uh, <laughs> Yay. Is pretty good right now. Well, uh, I've gotten older. And as I've gotten older, I find that my fandoms have gotten simpler and simpler over time. <laughs> And lately, I've gotten back into one of my my first fandom, and it was before Star Wars existed, because I'm that old, um, and before there was any other fucking franchises out there. 
And that's dinosaurs. <laughs> I like dinosaurs. Yeah, everybody loves dinosaurs. Hell yeah. Do, do I, there are people, I've met people who don't give a shit, right? And I used to get angry. What do you mean you don't care about dinosaurs? And then I remembered, yeah, why do any, why does anyone give a shit about dinosaurs? They're all dead, except for birds, right? Mm -hmm. They're all dead. We never, there was never a time where people and dinosaurs were living on the planet together. They're all just a bunch of bones, right? And we're, there are people whose entire careers is to come up with an age where that is long gone and is never coming back again. Time travel is impossible, as near as we can tell. And the people who's who, yeah, whenever someone comes up with a good idea, oh, we can take a chicken and we can reverse the uh, DNA it and turn it into a dinosaur. And then someone <laughs> comes in and goes, no, you can't. That's stupid. You can't do that. <laughs> and besides, it would be a miserable creature. It's like, oh, yeah, you could turn on the genes in a chicken egg to create teeth, but there are no genes to create dentin. So you'd create this poor chicken that has these rubbery constantly in pain teeth because they're exposed to the air <laughs> but lately i mean I hard to disagree hard disagree i think dinosaurs are one of the, the the greatest uh if you imagine life without dinosaurs the mystery of dinosaurs and, and all that i mean like i think it's one of the best gifts this earth has ever given us sure honestly. for a kid when you're a little kid and you're like ah oh, dinosaurs are really cool but i've carried that all the way through adulthood right to the point yeah. which i was i've been angry at the jurassic park movies because they keep fucking up and not doing the dinosaurs right i was like that one had feathers that one's wrist are turned the wrong way that one didn't have a tail like <laughs> Like that there's no such thing as an indominus rex this is the stupidest thing you've ever created in the movie you may as well do those dino people that they were going to do in jurassic park 3 did oh, you guys yeah. hear do you guys know about that yeah no yeah. they were going to have like human dino hybrid for the military because in only in <laughs> only in movies is the military so stupid that I mean, let's face facts. They create the Adominus Rex, right? For Jurassic Park, whatever it is, right? right. What are they going to do with that? Are they going to tranquilize it and drop it behind enemy lines and then expect it to beg commands? I mean, you can kill it with a bazooka. It's not. It's not <laughs> Superman. Yeah, but you try to hit that thing with a bazooka running at you 100 miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm assuming that uh, unlike what they had on the island, they have like Apache helicopters and tanks and you know other stuff. And who's to say oh, yeah, it's helicopter. an Yeah, it's an animal. Mm. Well, it just runs off in a different direction. It doesn't do what you want it to do. Uh, yeah, helicopter would be a problem. But I mean, we have plenty of animals that are trainable right now, and we haven't trained them to go into battle instead of us, right? There isn't like a the tiger <laughs> training corps in which we're going to just release tigers onto the battlefield to, I guess, just get shot. <laughs> But somehow it's different if it's a if it's a velociraptor, right? Because the dinosaurs are rad. <laughs> well, and this is know. like the table at, at the Pentagon. Why dinosaurs? Because <laughs> they're rad. They're they're rad. They're fucking cool, man. Did you guys ever play with those toys? What were they called? Dinos. Dino riders. Hell yeah. Dino riders. Yeah, that's what I envisioned for our military. Those were cool. I Dude, forgot all that about that war those. would be over in a second flat if, if the American <laughs> military rolled out in dino riders. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever country we're fighting with would take one look at that and they'd be like, we give up. This is just rap. We want we want to be not only because they're afraid, but they want in on that. You know what I'm saying? Like they'd be like, oh, whatever you're doing over there in America into is their working. own fucked up genetics program. They they're rolling out these poor mutated creatures with arms growing out of its mouth. <laughs> I mean, that would speak to every soldier on that battlefield. Like, I've always wanted to ride a, a I think velociraptor. If I was a soldier, I would be like, that's what you're replacing me with? <laughs> <laughs> a velociraptor with a, with a rocket launcher on its back. <laughs> but I mean, I've been getting into dinosaurs a lot lately simply because there have been so many discoveries and, you know, they're starting to figure out what color they were and that they, most of them had feathers and, you know, they're really, really different and really, really cool and really, really interesting. And Hollywood doesn't seem to give a shit about that. <laughs> they're like, no, we want the dinosaurs from when I was a little kid in the 1970s. Right. Do you uh, see Valley you... of the Guanji? That's what I want. <laughs> are you familiar with April 7th, 2015? No. What is no. that? Is that the date for from fucking Back to the Future? No, no, no. No, no. it's the, okay. I'm guessing it's the date they decided the Brontosaurus wasn't real, right? That's the date they decided it was real again. Yeah, when they brought oh. it back. Fuck yeah. See, this is, this is day, Mike's, fellas. uh, this is, this is Mike's, uh, drunken Thanksgiving uncle, uh, speech that he's about to give, I think, right <laughs> hey, now. You know, like, when, the, when the uncle 7th, drinks a little bit too much Thanksgiving, this is what he's talking about. All right. 
right? The world <laughs> celebrated Brontosaurus Day. Someone gave him someone... wine. Who gave him wine? <laughs> Before dinner, we didn't even toast. You know, there put, was put world the kids, peace uh, for, put, for a moment. Because... Get him off the kids' table. Here we go. <laughs> there was world peace for just a moment because everybody was able to celebrate that the Brontosaurus was real again. <laughs> And for anybody who doesn't know, uh, they had deemed that the brontosaurus was not real back in the 1980s? 1990s, I think. 1990s? Yeah. It, it, it was, was after land before time. Look, I don't give a shit about the brontosaurus. You know what the I want The brontosaurus is my favorite dinosaur, sir. Well, that's great for you. You like boring, slow-moving animals. Whatever. It's the friendliest <laughs> dinosaur. You don't know Everybody that. likes the brontosaurus <laughs> because the main character from the land before time. Matt, Matt what is the most... The most what is the deadliest animal in Africa. The hippo. Yeah. It's the most territorial. It'll kill the fuck out of you, right? How do you know the brontosaurus was the most territorial animal in in the uh, in the Jurassic period? And it would just kill anything that came into its territory. I mean, it seems like it would have a hard time doing that, right? Like, <laughs> I... <laughs> I mean, that long you know, neck is like a huge liability, isn't it? Like, sure. Yeah, you think that, anything could just bite right into it. That's but just that, is, right. that thing is, a, is made of nothing but muscle, though. Pure True. muscle. One good swipe with its tail and you're dead. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so look, the brontosaurus has gotten its time in the spotlight, right? Like, yeah. had has whatever it? that one's name, <laughs> Littlefoot or whatever. Of course, anytime Look. any company wanted to use a dinosaur for its mascot, it was always the fucking brontosaurus. Yeah, but do you always. know how many arguments I've been in with people where they tell me that the brontosaurus is not real? And I got to oh. tell them, hey, man, April 7th, 2015. Look, buddy, I have, I have the symbol for Pluto tattooed on my fucking arm as part of the <laughs> system of the planets. Don't talk to me about something being restored back because no one's even talking about making Pluto a planet again. And I have to explain it. Oh, you tattooed Pluto and your I said, yeah, it was, it was, it was fucking 1999. What did you want from me? It was still a planet then. There's a, a brontosaurus living on Pluto, right? <laughs> the loneliest brontosaurus. Sorry, man, I, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? What were you going to oh, say? I, I was going to say the T-Rex is, you know, everybody loves that, but there is a dinosaur that is super cool that always gets a, a rough, a rough shake in Hollywood. What's and that? that is the, the spiky turtle. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the spiky ankylosaurus? Yeah, the the big the one that's got the spikes on his thing. He's got a mace on his tail. He's yeah, got the he's bicycle got helmet on, you know, and he <laughs> he keeps falling down. Beach. He needs to be escorted to restaurants. He has a he, that, that dinosaur job at the grocery store. <laughs> you're talking about Gamera, right? No, Gamera. Gamera. Yeah, you're talking about Gamera, right? You you step cautiously when you bring up Gamera around me. Why is that? Because I I like him better than Godzilla. Yeah. You like him, but they're like okay. I love Godzilla. Don't get me wrong, but Gamera is a friend to all children. The fact that he is 300 feet tall and can fly in space, and <laughs> he can retract all of his limbs and his head and tail. And then jets of fire come out and he can spin and fly into space. Makes him 20 times better than Godzilla ever will be. Yeah, but they're like besties. They're not. They're from two different... They're not related. They've never been on screen together. Oh, wait. Who am I thinking of then? I have no idea. Yeah, I guess it's definitely I... not my lord and savior Gamera. So you just be <laughs> careful. Okay. Well, that, that dinosaur, all he ever does is get picked on. He's like bullied in every single dinosaur depiction. That's true. He's always you know getting I mean? tagged on by, by T-Rex. He is always yeah. getting... And there was one where I, where he did swing his little club tail and broke a T-Rex's leg. The oh, what was that one? I can't remember the name of it. I remember seeing it going, oh, that hurt. Stupid T-Rex. <laughs> the T-Rex is kind of like the Wolverine or the Raphael of the dinosaurs, isn't it? Yeah, he It's is. the flagship character with the bad attitude that everybody <laughs> loves. Uh-huh. And we can't totally, stop hearing probably about getting completely wrong. Yeah. Because every depiction of T-Rex, he's roaring constantly. And it's like, you're a predator. You can't really roar all the time even if you're just an ambush predator you can't i keep picturing him like in these tall bushes going (laughs) (sighs) just because he's big oh you guys heard about the the whole so this is one of the reasons why i love dinosaurs so much is that they discovered a, a complete tail for spinosaurus oh and the tail is all flat and long, and when you put it together with what we have, because he has that big, you know, sail on his back, mm-hmm. they're like, "Is oh. he the one with the Doritos chips on his on his back?" What? He's got no, the Dorito chips. That's, that's a Stegosaurus. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spinosaurus was the big bad in Jurassic Park 3, the one that swallowed the satellite phone. Oh, yeah. All right, well, all right. Well, they completed, they now have a more or less complete skeleton of him. And what they found out that is his tail is big and flat and long. And so he was, they, they figure that he was mostly aquatic. Mm. And he used that tail to swim around with and stuff. Because he's they already knew that he was more than likely a fish eater based on, he has that weird hook in his upper, in his upper jaw. And he has these long kind of pointy teeth, which is indicative of someone eating a lot of fish. And then they get this complete and it just perfectly balances him out. Now he looks like, a, oh, now he makes sense. And it was, mm. it was cool. It was super cool. That's what I like when they make new discoveries it is like gastroliths. They kept finding these piles of really smooth stones along with a lot of herbivorous dinosaurs and they were just throwing them away. And then someone said, huh, you know what? This is a lot like the gizzard a bird has. And that's when they figured out these are gastroliths. They'd swallow their food and then they'd have this chamber in their stomach with rocks. They would have to swallow rocks. Oh, Your favorite Bronto would have to bend down and swallow rocks. Hell yeah. So he could digest his food. Um, huh. And then we don't know how many dinosaurs are feathered because in the early days they weren't even looking for that. They just said, oh, they're, it's like they're lizards. They don't have anything else. And then finally someone took a look at one of them and they looked at the outline and they said, what is that brown stuff all around it? And they <laughs> they decided to look at it. And the other thing is, we've been thinking that they've had feathers since the 1970s. And so all the Jurassic Parks fucking got them wrong because they wanted the dinosaurs to look like what most people think of when they think of dinosaurs, right? Scaly. Yeah. I mean, my big part, part problem with Jurassic Park is that all the dinosaurs are monsters. They're not acting like animals. They're just like, as soon as the animals get loose, they go cuckoo crazy and need to kill every human they see. <laughs> and... You know, when when animals escape a zoo, we don't hear, lion escaped, killed 19. You don't hear that. Usually they try to run away and hide and will we'll attack if they feel scared or cornered. Dinosaurs mm. probably would have done the same thing. They're animals. They're not They're not space monsters, right? So I mean, we don't know that for sure. We, we know they're not. We know they're not space monsters. <laughs> Do we, though? Until we find a fossilized spaceship with a dinosaur halfway out of it with, like, <laughs> with like suitcases. No, we, we could assume they're from Earth. <laughs> what I love about dinosaurs is, um, you know, especially nowadays, you know, not much of the world is a mystery anymore, you know, uh, unless it's something that we could never. We like everything in our modern world. We literally have satellites where we can zoom in on it and, and know everything we need to know about it. Right. Yeah, that's why I lay naked in the backyard just yeah. to give them a free pick. <laughs> and I'm flipping them off. But what I've always loved doing uh, and, and Matt, you know this is like I, I love drawing dinosaurs me too there's always i love still, drawing dinosaurs yeah you know and there's always still all this room for you to just do stuff you know like to to just imagine it a certain way even if it's not realistic or whatever it's like these things that were real but just there's no way of us really knowing exactly what they were like um so they're 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 halfway between like fictional creatures and 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 you know these I things that actually existed right pictured if we could go back in time and go to the age of the dinosaurs they're so different that they're just disappointing at that point where it's like <laughs> none of them move more than three miles an hour they make sounds like this <laughs> you know like the uh the sound tur that that turtle's making while it's trying to fuck a shoe it's just squeaking <laughs> that's the t-rex i always thought it'd be I funny like it's like yeah like, uh, i think the closest depiction i'd like to think of them as is the uh tgif uh, version of the dinosaurs no no oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it was like for sure well they all died i saw the last episode they all froze to death <laughs> yeah they look out the window it like uh it pans out uh to like outside of the house right and they're mm -hmm. all looking out the window and it yeah, just, it's yeah you know, it's like wow so everybody in the show dies Which, by the way i mean i'm not looking for scientific accuracy and dinosaurs but we all know what killed the dinosaurs and it wasn't the ice age it was uh true. it was their economic system that's true it was the uh, peasant class uh <laughs> rising up against there was such an imbalance yeah and of course they ran roughshod over their environment and they were yeah. you know just spewing carbon dioxide yeah. into into the atmosphere and frantic. i i think it was the war between the brontosaurus and the t-rexes and the last thing the t-rex ever said to the brontosaurus was one day people will never even think you existed <laughs> 
they're going to build your skeleton wrong in a museum. That's what I <laughs> that's what I hope for my corpse is that whatever species pops up as intelligent life or probably bees or ants or something, who knows. But after we've managed to kill ourselves off, um 65 million years from now, I hope I'm assembled wrong in a museum and little insect babies are pointing at the, the monstrous mammal, the age of mammals. <laughs> it's bee people and they 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 you know, they they have all our languages that we have right now. They just add a z on to the end of <laughs> Every word. <laughs> Let's show sure. the museums. Sure, if you want to be an alien from a Marvel comic in 1962, that's <laughs> yeah. great. Wearing top hats, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> There's part of me that thinks that, like, you know, I mean, obviously this is not true, but it would have been funny if, like, dinosaurs got to that point in their society where they were just, like, driving around in cars and, like, smoking cigarettes <laughs> and getting divorces and, mm-hmm. you know. And There's some dinosaur philosopher that suddenly realizes the key to world peace and eternal happiness happiness and then pop there goes the meteor <laughs> the universe yeah. said we don't need that shit um okay we've done an hour so now it's time for you guys to plug whatever it is you need to plug so plug your plugs we didn't even say what we do for a living hi i'm jason and i i do this i podcast and i have a full-time job my my brothers have exciting full-time jobs so that's why i'm pushing strike right to them mike do you have something you need to plug plug it all plug everything plug every opening uh <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike. Uh, you may have known me from a podcast I did a, a little while ago. On this very network. The 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 Filmtastic Voyage with the very stoic uh, former Alex Keller, now Alex St. Pierre, but he's off doing other things. Uh, I am in a band called Frantic Romantic. We're a new, 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 new wave band. Uh, we did do shows. We are working on a recording and we will do shows again once, uh, you know, Omicron is not just just awful. Uh, and I work in the animation industry. That's right. Matt? Did you want to plug oh, your yeah. animation stuff? Hey, yeah. Or? And also, you can find Fran- you can find all of the, you can find videos of him being a rock god on YouTube. FranticRomanticMusic.com. It's oh, dot oh, net. <laughs> it's dot com. <laughs> Do you know that's 20 years old now? I can believe that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. How about you, Matt? Uh, I uh, I work in the comics industry and uh, I guess I guess newly the advertising industry, but um, uh, I am the publishing director at, a, at Comics Experience Publishing, which is uh, a new publisher. So we have a bunch of stuff coming out uh, <coughs> new right now. Um, and you can see us at cexpublishing.com uh, or comicsexperiencingpublishing.com. Um, and uh, comics experience is traditionally like a... Uh, a school for teaching people how to do comics that a bunch of pros kind of run and we're like their new publishing wing um i have a comic coming out uh next i guess it'd be next month um called all the devils are here and uh yeah check it out awesome hey, i'm jason harding and i am the executive producer here at the let me listen podcast productions and you know me from such wonderful podcasts as american monsters and how to destroy them and let me finish and the Ensign's Log, which is celebrating its hundredth, Jesus, its hundredth episode tomorrow, and um, also Late Seating, which is not celebrating its hundredth. We're at like 187 or something like that. And if you're listening to this, it's because you've already subscribed and you're a Patreon patron or whatever. But hey, remember to go to our Patreon. If you like this kind of content, you want to hear more of it, then go there because it's it because the, the economy is collapsing and, and gig work is the only way that people can survive. <laughs> Uh, is is the Ensign Log now officially longer than any actual Star Trek show? Um, no. I mean, we're now so we we're longer we're longer than the original series because we we did the original series in three years and now we're in TNG and we're doing two years a year for TNG. How and then seasons was TNG. Oh Jesus, seven. Seven. Oh okay. All of them were seven, with the exception of Enterprise. And if I'm old, if I'm doing Enterprise, I'm really old, and someone needs to take the micro microphone away from me by the time we get to Enterprise. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's been there for a while. People keep pressuring me to do a, a sequel to American Monsters. Yeah, and I don't, I'm I don't, one of them. I know you're one of them. Okay. <laughs> do it. Do it. Get pressure from both sides now. But hey, thanks guys for listening to Har Har Har. <laughs> I'm Jason. I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And until next time. Uh, bye. I don't Bye. <laughs> Har 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 is a Lemmy Listen podcast production with Matt Harding, Mike Harding, and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. 
Music by Riddlecall. Find more of his music at www.soundcloud.com slash Riddlecall. R-I-T-O-R-I-K-A-L. Lemmy Listen Productions are listener-funded. If you'd like to help fund these podcasts, go to www.patreon.com slash Lemmy, L-E-M-M-E, underscore, listen. And thanks for listening. <laughs>